Every single show on the Duckfeed Network is supported just by people like you. Just like you, look in the mirror. There's nobody else here. It's just you. It's just, it's just you supporting the network. Uh, if you do support the network through patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, thank you. If you don't, thank you for listening, uh, but please consider it. A couple bucks a month makes a big difference. $12 a year uh, ends up actually being, you know, being a big thing. Things, big, 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 big thing. So thank you very much uh, for considering uh, your support or for your support. Thanks. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is File Underwater, the show where we try to convince you, in spite of this episode of File Underwater, <laughs> that R.E.M. is America's greatest rock band. That R.E.M. is the sleepiest bunch of boys, and they just yeah. need to put on their put on their caps, um, put on their pajamas with the panel in the back, in case yeah. you know the in, in case the night happens. And in case Peter Buck has to go poo. Yeah. Um, Dad, and they, Daddy Stipe, can I go to the bathroom? And they need to climb into the climb into bed with their microphones and make this, uh, which is harrowing. Yeah, this, this is uh, we're talking about unqu- around the sun, unquestionably the worst REM album. Uh, and when I say unquestionably, I mean it. I don't want to hear any fucking questions about this because. <laughs> this is, and I read uh, some reviews of this. I was trying to find some people who like it, uh, which I like to do when there's a big disaster. Right. And, and something that uh, a review had a, a brilliant observation, and they said, and this is in line with something that we talk about on the show. They said, this is the first album where R.E.M. sounds like what people who have been dismissing R.E.M. their whole lives think they sounded like. That's you know, a like good when, one. You know, when I've when I been saying like, oh, if you think like R.E.M. is just like adult contempo, you know, non-vital nonsense because like you heard Lose My Religion and, you know, didn't think about it very much, mm-hmm. um, you know. Or something like that. This is probably what you thought R.E.M. has been for the entirety of their career. Right. But no, this is the only time they actually dip into their worst possible selves. Right. Where they become like the bizarro version. Like where, oh, I've, I've done the time, so I might as well do the crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, it, it's, but you crime know, is cooler than this. Yeah. This is. There's no crime. Yeah. I mean, this is a crime, but it's like it's a bad crime. It's like tax evasion. Like it's <laughs> it is it is not a. It's not particularly strong crime, and the uh, it is, there's a lot of problems that we'll we'll get into, like some of which, you know, are illustrated by by the reading and stuff that we've done, and some of which are just like so evident on the the record. Oh yeah, where it's <laughs> like this is like this guy's like this is not a good collection of songs. Like it's it's really really not. And like what I'm struggling with, like when it comes time for us to do firsts and worse, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit ridiculous because like it's hard. And it's not hard for the reason that it has been in the past where there were like some, you know, some obvious contenders for either of them. And I have to decide like which of these finer distinctions is there. There's yeah. like a compressor limiter on this where the highs and the lows are not that separate from each other. No, I, I mean, I've got I've got a, a high like that, you know, uh, a couple highs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a seven way tie for low. <laughs> like it, out of this 13 track album, like no kidding. Like there, there's a string of songs on this album that I think are uh, 
entirely like interchangeable and trash. Yeah. Like this is, uh, you know, it's the same, like in, in the reveal episode, I talked about how some of the verses started too similarly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then all the, it all took the you a while did, to get to like, Oh, this is the song that I remember liking. Yes. Like the, Oh, this is, this is the, where the melody comes in, but like the beginning is just gonna be the two chords back and forth. And they do that a couple times on reveal. That's all they do right. on this record. Like, and it's the verses and the choruses. Like and and the bridges and the solos, like <laughs> it is just uh, these songs are desperately underwritten, which is like the crazy thing that comes up when when you hear about it and you read about the production, which is like that they're over tinkered with, and like mm-hmm. that doesn't really come through to me. That sounds like up and reveal to me, mm-hmm. um, which have a lot more. Like this is if it's uh, over tinkered with, like there's nothing that stands out, right? You know, like there's not there's not a lot of like just uh, identity. Yeah, any of these songs. What I picture the over tinkering with. Have you ever tried to shave your sideburns and get them even just by eyeballing? Yeah, like okay, well, like okay, well, we're gonna take away a little bit here. We're gonna take away a little bit here. Ah, shit, uh, this one's higher, so I guess I'm gonna match it up. Ah, shit, that's higher. That's what I picture it as until you're. You know Roberto Clemente and the and, and the Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you to get rid of those sideburns. Like that is literally what I think that tinkering came to. So instead of like brightening and bringing forward um, through the tinkering these things that will work again, part of having a good idea is recognizing that it's good and making it apparent. I think that they just like it was literally just them going in and overriding themselves until they just planed away anything that might have been noteworthy. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are no uh, rough edges, but there are no edges. <laughs> it is a like perfect it is, sphere. This yeah, there's just a series of spheres, and like I love spheres. Yeah, I'm looking so at an orb right now, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, it pains me to say such, but like a sphere, you know, uh, you don't need an album of thirteen spheres. No, no, you know. Um, um, and also, I'm looking at the track list right now. There are only three songs <laughs> on this album that are less than four minutes. Well, that that's a huge thing. Like that that is this this album's about an hour long, um, almost an hour long. It's like fifty three minutes or something. Right. Um, and the number one thing we're going to talk about, like you know, these we record these in pairs, but also every REM album kind of bounces off the last one for the most part. Um, and we're going to record this, and we're going to talk about accelerate next episode. And that is the biggest mark of like how much of a breath of fresh air that is, because accelerate thirty minutes. <laughs> you know, it, like it, it goes by in half the time. Right. Um, every one of these songs has, uh, there's like no structural playfulness, like that it, it is all, uh, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, verse, chorus, like <laughs> yeah, and that last, almost every that single last, one. The last verse chorus, maybe they're going to bring in some vocal harmony and, a, and, a, and an organ. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, like, like, an, like an atmospheric wash yeah. uh, is the best you can hope for, as opposed to like a counter melody, mm-hmm. which is which is something that this band is good at. Oh, yeah. You know, that is a defining feature of their sound is you get Mike Millsy up there to like do the, you know, do the opposite, you know, do, do like a counter melody on, on a chorus. And it's like it's a big deal. Um, they just don't do it uh, oh. with one exception uh, <laughs> in, on this record, which is like the single, which is R.E.M. can always do good singles. Mm-hmm. Um but like they just decide to throw out everything. It's like they forgot how to be a band. Yeah. Um, and it's it's disheartening. Like this is I never listened to this uh, initially when it came out. Like I like read the reviews and gave like the first couple songs a thing. But I was already kind of on my way out mm-hmm. from R.E.M. Um, and like listening to it for the show, weirdly, like out of every episode we've done for the show, I've had to listen to this the most because I can't remember it. <laughs> 
like I and you know I had to keep like I was like it was like okay like you know I started preparing early anyway right. but I was just like okay like you know I'll give this uh give this another spin and see if anything else stands out and I would get to like track four or five on yeah. my way to the grocery store like it's two you know that's usually I can get an album uh in on a grocery store and back run mm-hmm. uh, I get back I'd be about to track five or six um, <laughs> and be like okay well I'll stop and then I have to start over again the next time mm-hmm. um it's like a book yeah. like it's like a shitty book like I have to <laughs> you know like uh, where you're like, where you're just rereading paragraphs. Like you start, oh, I had to reread the sentence like 17 times. Yeah. Uh, it's like that, but for music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that's frustrating about this, just while we're getting these generalities here, like any one of these songs with a handful of exceptions would be like the C minus track that would be in the back half of like an yeah. album, right? Nothing here seems like it would be completely out of place somewhere else. It's just, it's all in a row. <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think that every everything here needs a little work to get to that point. Right. But no, nothing here doesn't have a seed where it could get to that point. Right. Like the the weird the surprise to this is that like there's still, you know, there's still REM. So like some of the songs will have like a competently put together melody in one part. Mm-hmm. You know, uh it just goes on like the whole thing is just tempoed, you know, it's too slow. Um goes happens too many times, gets repeated too many times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like you know, there there could be like a seed and there's a couple like interviews where people talk about this or like, man, the album that could have been, it would have been so cool. And it's like, I, I still have a hard time believing that, you know, I, I don't think so. I, I think right. like this song, these, this group of songs is not good enough, even with like some work, but yeah. it could have been better. Like you could have made a C plus album instead of like, like this is very bad. Like this is, <laughs> this is, I feel like this is like a D plus album. Yeah. Uh, and it is hard for a band of this caliber to do that. Yeah. And so this is the most negative we're going to be. Yeah. Um, I think that in general, we have given everything a fair shake and come away like with it being kind of a multifaceted conversation about it. Um, mm-hmm. No, this is going to be like entirely down on this. So, yeah, if that on the is whole, some... there, like yeah. there are there are a couple of songs I like most of, mm-hmm. which I will call out, you know, like I'm not going to just like, you know, I'm not going to be performatively shitty, mm-hmm. but, the you know. This will be very negative because I think that we both feel pretty negatively about all these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's let's try to get to the, the heart of how this happened uh, here. <laughs> so Around the Sun released October 5th, 2004. Yes. Um, and at this point, post-reveal, which already had a very relaxed kind of pace to it, Peter Buck was really, really frustrated by how slow everybody else was moving. Remember, Buck was the person who basically has like a thousand little sidebands um, that he is working with. And mm-hmm. he was set up against both Michael Stipe and Mike Mills, who are perfectionists. And he no longer had Bill Barry around to help him kind of be a taskmaster and say, no, put that down. Yeah. So it's it's definitely uh, Mills and Stipe being perfectionists, but also like it feels like everyone's pretty checked out. Like Stipe has a lot of these side projects uh, or I mean, uh, Buck. Stipe is still kind of doing this globe trotting thing. And Mike Mills is just kind of being, you know, he has this private life out of all these people and yeah. hangs out at home is kind of unassuming. And like, there's no sense of urgency. So it's not just like perfectionism. Like, Hey, we have to get this really right. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, it'll be done when it's done. Yeah. You know, it, it's that kind of like way that perfectionism crosses over with like a, a kind of laziness. Yeah. Like a, uh, a procrastination, right? Yes. Like they like they, they care about it intensely when they can bother to work on it, but there is a lack of commitment that leads them to put this down. And it is that yeah. putting it down and coming back to it repeatedly that has brought them 
you know, to this point where they lost their way with this particular yeah. project, right? Yeah, that's definitely a big part of that. And they were enabled by Pat McCarthy. <laughs> you yeah. know, like like McCarthy did nothing to like act as an actual producer on this. Yes, like the uh, the second half of that job, which is not just getting the right songs sounds, but like you know managing a band mm -hmm. and like what you know what a shitty job in a lot of ways like <laughs> yeah. like i'm sure that sometimes that's very rewarding you have all these grown adults and you have to be like okay guys time's over like yeah. you, you know you're, you're paying me but like time to come back from paris like it's time to get some work done guys you know mm -hmm. i can see that being difficult yeah um but they uh so i think any but at this point in their their career like i feel like anybody would have had that experience with these guys mm -hmm. you know like it is uh they just uh were probably not super easy to work with right uh at this point and they, they talk about how they're like you know they're not really operating in the U as a unit they're talking about how they uh they're not really talking to each other right you know it comes it comes up in, in in the reading um so there's been some kind of lineup changes as well um during this gap between reveal and around the sun uh they replaced uh joey waronker uh who is the drummer with uh bill rifflin who is a guy from uh some what's that ministry um, guy, ministry drummer who like, you know, is, uh, known for, you know, kind of big, big drums. Um, weird that they had him on this, this bad boy. <laughs> like, we got to get the ministry guy yep. for her on the sun. Where nary um, a drum will be heard. Yeah. It's, I, I honestly, I'm trying to think of what, what drums I can think of that like wouldn't be drum machines. Uh, most I of, guess there are drums in leaving New York. Most of the time um, the drums come in, um, after the three minute mark. Yeah. It's, it's like they're using them like synthesized strings. Yeah. Like drums. <laughs> yeah um and they also kept um oh gosh scott mccoffee and uh, ken stringfellow on who kind of mm -hmm. formed this band within a band that kind of appeased peter buck's desire for forward movement so they were yeah. working as a six piece when they went into this again was got mccoffee on as um as an additional guitar and then ken stringfellow doing most of the keyboard and synth multi-instrumental stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is his time to shine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't consciously set out to make reveal again um, or, you know, walk in some of the same, you know, uh, let's say tire treads that they left down. Uh, it just happened anyway. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it was due to, again, those lacks that lacks process and their habits. Right. And additionally, around this time, it's it's a little bit revealing that most of them said, hey, Reveal is the best thing we've made. Why not continue like that? Like they, they, they were name checking it as like, okay, that's what we have to live up to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is weird because there's, uh, you know, it's something that like this is interesting that comes through the reading. We talked about it last episode, but like reveal is a big flop here. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just big overseas. Like they're right. in Europe, like REM has always been bigger than they are in the United States. Um, so they can do something, you know, uh, they can, they can say like, oh, this is one of our best selling albums. Mm hmm you know, and it, and, and, but just, it's not universal, right. you know, not that like, not to be Americentric. I'm not saying that like only this area counts, mm -hmm. but they weren't listening to any of the negative feedback that was coming from this, from their home, you know, from the States. Right. Like that was not to be, not to be, uh, not to, um, and it is, you know, a, this is not, re you know, if they had literally made reveal two, like mm -hmm. we wouldn't be complaining about this as much. Right. Like this is, this is taking that trajectory. Like it is the worst things about reveal. Yes. Uh, with only with no good songs, mm -hmm. um, you know, so there, there are elements of like, you know, there are elements where reveal is, is also very sleepy, but this is just it's all sleep. 
Yes. And uh, that is that's the issue. So they, it's like they forgot the good parts of reveal. They were like, oh, if, uh, you know, what people liked about reveal was the sleepiness. What if we went <laughs> full bore sleep? Yeah. Uh, and, you know. Kind of dug that. The um, so they recorded these demos um, at uh, the warehouse in Vancouver in 2002 and 2003, and apparently had like a lot of material. Yeah. Um, none of this stuff is available. So no. some, as kind of a, a side note for the next for the remainder of the show, there's almost nothing in supplementary listening. Right. Um, they kind of stopped doing B sides. Uh, the band clipped <laughs> right up. Um, there they if there are demos if there are things like that, um, they don't really they're not out there. Yeah. So we're going to have to wait, you know, to, to stand first in line to get our 20th anniversary edition of Around the Sun to, like, <laughs> hear any of this. <laughs> to be the only two people in line to get the 25th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And when, I, when I'm uh, 60 uh, uh, or 50, um, I'll be up there <laughs> and then I'll be able to hear these demos that would have made a great album. Uh, the demos of original songs that ended up on the album also are reportedly very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of before that tinkering. And people say they're good. Again, though, I am skeptical because yeah. I feel like the problems with these songs are very structural. Yes. Um, you know, we're just are really down to like where you're putting verses, where you're putting choruses, yeah. what chords make those up. Like it is the building <laughs> blocks of the songs that are not good there, there. There's also like this weird kind of miscommunication that happens. Um, there was a quote, I forget what publication it was in where Michael Stipe pretty late in the production process when he was talking this album up said, Oh, this is like the most chaotic group of songs we've ever done. Yeah. Or something like that, which is so that- entirely counter yeah. Wow. Like how, how do you either the, the songs were very, very different. Um, it was Stipe being Stipe and thinking of this from a different different angle, because even if you think of it like, you know, imagining uh, he is a single issue voter and he's like thinking mostly in terms of lyrics. Right. Right. Lyrically, this is not the most chaotic they've been either. Like this no. is some of the limpest, limpest, limpest like Stipe work mm-hmm. that we've had. Like the lyrics here are not particularly good. Yeah. Um, so I don't know from what respect. Uh, that could be the case unless there is just like a warehouse full of demos that are just weird, wild, like sh- crazy songs. And we know some of the songs from Accelerate mm-hmm. were recorded during this time. Yeah. Um, you know? What is it? Man Size Reef. Um, I'm going to DJ. I believe yeah. it had been in the works around this time as well. Yeah. Um, it's like they took all of those and said, no, let's let's just save these for four years down the road. Well, and uh, and we talked about them last uh, episode because I had the sequencing wrong a little bit, but like Animal and uh, the remake of uh, Bad Day. Oh, that's a that, well. that's a huge problem with this, actually. And yeah. that's the, that's something the band the band cited because yeah. after they well, let's talk about Final Straw after this, uh, just because of the flow. Um, they, they stopped production on the album to tour in support of In Time. Of comp yeah. you know, of this compilation that we talked about last you know last episode. I don't think that yeah. Bad Day or Animal would have saved this album. Uh, maybe, no, maybe Bad Day and Animal, in addition to like Man Sized Wreath, would have like buoyed it a little bit. But can you imagine an album that had the embarrassment power of the Outsiders and I'm gonna DJ? <laughs> like, oh, like, like bookends like opens with the Outsiders and ends with I'm gonna DJ, and like it just like wow how. Yeah. Uh, Am I supposed to listen to this in public? Like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm reading like Berserk on the bus. Like I need to hide my iPhone from people so they don't know what I'm listening to. I have to roll up my windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh to... God. The, but it, the it definitely would have like would have would have answered some issues. Yeah. You know, like if they had done that. So not only was this tour like a, a killer to their pace and production, uh, which we're going to talk about, but it also they were literally they uh, cannibalized mm-hmm. some songs that would have been kind of awake. Like I don't like Animal that much, mm-hmm. but it's it sounds awake yeah you know so it's got that going for it yeah and bad day maybe could have been this album's imitation of life 
you know, yeah, the REM REM song that like ends up being like the killer single, you know? Yes. So that's, that's a bit of a bummer, but like, why would you break production to go tour for a compilation? Well, yeah, it's a really weird choice. Like they talk about it in the book a little bit and like the idea being a little, you know, so they had to kind of make up to Warner brothers a little bit mm-hmm. like Warner brothers need, wanted a hit, like wanted this compilation to sell a lot and again, reveal like kind of tanked in America. Right. Um, so they wanted to like, you know, stay in good graces. Um, and like, you know, probably sounded fun and it seems like it was a real good tour. Oh, you yeah. know, so like it's just it, it's I think it speaks to that again, that like that thing that is shown as perfectionism, but that they just don't like give a shit that much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're not really dedicated to making this record. And like the next two records that come after this are better records. But there is like a like they're kind of done doing this. Yeah, they've been talking about stopping for a while. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. And oh. it's it's very strange because they've entered the, you know they they have emerged from the cocoon of the '90s into being in the two, you know this 2000s band this you know kind of fossil or dinosaur or whatever other metaphor you want to use let's bring a whole zoo in here for this yeah. <laughs> let's let's get yeah. as many animals as possible in no but they've become this band that like tours and plays live very very well you know yeah. and from this tour. All the way through to the Accelerate Tour, those are, you know, three or four different stints where they've gone out and, like, pulled up their old material. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, even when they were touring in support of Around the Sun, playing more lively versions of these songs with Backbone. So, like, this album didn't sell well, and we'll talk about that, but, like, they were still filling these gigantic venues. And this sounds like it would have been a lot of fun to go see. Yeah, this would have been, as far as, like, you know, tours I lived lived through where I was, like, old enough to really get it. Uh-huh. This would have been a real good one. Yeah. Um, because this was, uh, you know, a lot of the oldies, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a best of. So they're they're doing best of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they did some like on this weird lark. They brought back this weird uh, pre-murmur song uh, called Permanent Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Bill Berry started hanging out. And at one point, like, you know, played that song with them. You know, in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, like came up, did backing vocals on Radio Free Europe um, and then played drums on Permanent Vacation, which is like a real throwback to their just like stupid dance rock uh, kind of phase. You know, what if they had uh, recorded that for this album? You know, they eventually (laughs) did like a studio version of that. Yeah, um, I believe Um, I didn't find it, but I think I think I read reference to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. But like, in addition to that, they had Bill Berry coming by, making them sushi in the studio, and then like, hey, do you want to take the day off of recording to go like hang out on my cool farm? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's go, go do st- far- farm stuff. Do you want to go have farm adventures? I'm like, yeah. yes, I'll have farm adventures with you, Bill Berry. <laughs> um, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're all like good friends and stuff. Again, though, it feels like this like relaxed kind of hangout, and like, why should we have to do work? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, like the Adam Sandler comparison gets a little bit more apt, you know, where yeah. every movie is picked based on its vacation potential. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, and we're going to see that because they eventually finish up the production. Like, oh, let's go to Miami. Let's go to Bahamas. Let's find these studios in these kind of like, you know, vacation places. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they played at the Hollywood Bowl, um, I believe, for a benefit concert. Uh, Bill Barry came out with them as well. Um, Mike Mills uh, was really like he did like a tribute to Warren Zevon um, and then uh, Tony Clifton interrupted the performance of Man on the Moon. So thumbs up. Thank yeah. you. Um, would, would have appreciated that. 
Um, they also performed at uh, the the Weissbaden's uh, Bowling Green um, in Germany, uh, mm-hmm. I believe. And they did a concert film called Perfect Square that uh, the writer of our book hates. Yeah. He hates it. And I watched it online and like it is, you know, it's pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a lot of cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, like he hates it. Yeah. He talks about <laughs> like, he talks about like these just these these, you know, gorgeous German teens, you know, lip syncing along perfectly to these relatively recent singles. Yeah, what is what is I hate these teens. Like it's okay, bud. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's very uh, it's very strange. I'm sorry they're on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All sympathy for you. Um, yeah. And then they just took another break to work on their own stuff and came back like a year later. Like, oh, shit, we have an album that's already. Oh, yeah, we're still in the middle of this. We and left this album on the stove. <laughs> it's like they're, they're burning. Um, the, uh, the And the, this is just a, a general like slowing down because they used to kind of put out, uh, you know, an album a year or so. Yeah. And now it's like it just the, the pace has just slowed down very, very much so. Right. You know, and like they they haven't disappeared. You know, they've they've done this tour. Uh, they put out one of the tracks from this album, Final Straw. Uh, they just released it in kind of rough form, uh, like a few days after the U.S. invaded Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Um, as this kind of protest song. Yeah. Um, you know, and even then, like, boy, like that song, like the the book again. You know, I, I, we're referencing the same book now, so it's going to come up more. Yeah. But it talks about that. Like, it's like, oh, this like this one spot of kind of vitality. And if the whole thing had had that and it's like, no, that's a really boring song, too. Like <laughs> they're they're in a boring zone. Yeah. Um, you know, that that song is not like the redemptive song that if a whole album of that would have been good. Yeah. Um, so eventually, uh, you know, again, they get back, you know, they left their album on the stove. Um, you know, Burtis Downs talks about the uh, production and just being like very relaxed and slow. Um, and they mixed at the, uh, this thing place called the hit factory, uh, <laughs> which is in Miami, which is, uh, some kind of factory for hits, I presume, <laughs> um, and creates all the greatest hits from this album, such as, uh, aftermath and wanderlust, all your favorite REM songs <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't even know existed until now. Yeah. So in, uh, uh, in looking at what went wrong here, there, there, there are two things that also, that, that, that also stick out. You know, they were they were stepping out and they were coming back. They weren't talking to each other, so they were undoing a lot of their work. Um, whatever the most recent thing recorded was ended up kind of being the loudest. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody was in the room at the same time. Um, and they would do a day of work, hat out, uh, get dinner, you know, drink a lot of red wine, uh, come back all Logie and kind of loaded, and then just start fucking around with stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, playing with knobs. And uh, with uh, Buck getting frustrated with this, like this actually impacts the sound of the album because eventually he like just ditched out. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm out of here. And then he wasn't there for the like, you know, going in at, at night and mixing everything down. So like his guitar is barely audible on a lot of tracks. Right. On this. Like this is almost like an all, you know, all bass and keyboard album mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. Like there's guitar on it, but it's so low in the mix and a lot of songs. And that's yeah. like Buck was literally not there to advocate for himself. Um, and just think about like, you know, people going through and turning down other people's work is so contrary to the REM ethos mm-hmm. of like everyone trying to be the lowest in the mix. Right. This is everyone trying, you know, going through and like fucking with other people's shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know, you fucking string fellow. I, I don't know. I don't know who, <laughs> who, who's doing it, but it's a, uh, it's really, it, it, you know, again, very bad. And then, uh, Pat McCarthy left, like this is his last REM album. Uh, because you could not, 
bring him back after this. No, no. You know, there, there was some like efforts to kind of try to save face with that guy. And, and you know, a lot of people said like, hey, uh, you know, it's not your fault. Nobody blames you. Um, however, get out. If you read between the lines, like, yes, everyone <laughs> blames you. Um, even though, I mean, I, I blame R.E.M. Yeah, I think I think it's their fault. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, the producer is there to guide and corral. But, you know, throughout their yep. entire career, R.E.M. has, you know, kind of led from behind. You know, they yes. have worked as a unit and their motivation failed and, you know, like let them down. Yep. Yeah. So the band hates this album. Um, <laughs> and um, my question is, if you hate it, if you hated it so much, why did you let it out? What this yeah. whole thing reminds me of, you know, they like you worked on this for two years. It's like that scene in Austin Powers when that henchman is like on the ground and the steamroller is coming at him. Like mm. <laughs> all of you have a chance to move, but nobody yeah. does. All you just do is stand there screaming and then you whine that you made something bad afterwards. He's gradually getting away. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that it, it's literally they have three albums left on their contract. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, we, if we put this thing out, uh, we're a couple of steps closer to the finish line. Yeah. Um. So that's my guess. Yeah. Um, but I but I, you know, I don't I don't know, you know, or like maybe they were a little bit more into it until it came out and everyone said they hated it. And there's some revisionism. <laughs> oh, they got know? they got two in their own bubble. They got two up their own asses. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and just, you know, everyone's like, oh, we hate it. And it's like, well, you know, actually, now that you say that, I hate it, too. Yeah. Um, don't blame me i voted to keep it yeah exactly um so you know they've disowned it they don't play these songs live um they they don't you know they just kind of don't show up they did they did once and Mm -hmm. then they struck them all yeah from their thing they did it for it for the tour and then they quit yeah Uh, so these did not do not show up on the accelerate tour um no they dislike them um Released at, at number one on the UK charts, which is fucking bonkers. Um, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, it has nothing to do with the reception. It's anticipation. Right, right. Um, um, the and, first, you know, like Accelerate wouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the, like the, the, this album ruined Accelerate's uh, chances at doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it sold uh, embarrassingly. Like yeah. the first week sales figures didn't break 60,000. Um, and the record has not gone gold in the United States. Right. Gold. <laughs> gold. Yeah. Which like is just just you know bonkers for a band uh, like the this size. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, the reviews were were very very brutal. Um, I went through trying to find you know again positive ones, and the ones that are positive like they're just you know re- rewards, repeat listens, like the mm-hmm. thing we talked about where it's like that's the thing you say when a band can't like oh a band this good can't put out a bad album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These songs have to be good. The problem has to be with me. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a couple of like rewards, repeat listens, but most people are very brutal Yeah. Um, about this. And like, rightly so. Like, I don't I don't really get into like, let's read a pitchfork style takedown of the no, kings of no. rock, you know, but it's like, well, you're not wrong, though. Like, this doesn't feel cynical or anything like this is actually what this deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Um. So, like I said earlier, they continue to be popular live. You know, they decided to tour around this material, even though none of them were really like down with it. Um, and instead, the, the weird thing about the material. So like Peter Buck, I, I watched a lot of this uh, tour footage. Peter Buck looks absolutely miserable. He does. Uh, Michael's types having a pretty good time though, mm-hmm. uh, during a lot of it. Like, and he's, he seems genuinely enthusiastic about the material, which makes me think like out of everyone who's been kind of contrite about this, mm-hmm. uh, Michael's type has been the least. So yeah, I think that on some level he still kind of digs it. 
<laughs> I would just, I would just secretly like he likes, he likes around the sun. See, see secretly, he's all about it. Yeah, uh, like, you can't see it because that'll that'll lose you the no, cred. Yeah, it gives you a scarlet letter. Like you cannot, you cannot like this. It's wrong. Think and internet liberals will, <laughs> yeah. like, but it, it's. Um, I, I think that he might be like significantly more into it than the rest of the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like you know, Mike Mills is very practical about this, just saying like, yeah, it sucks because it didn't live up to the potential, but we tried to do the best we could with it live. You know, people might have expected to hear it um and peter buck is like no it, it was a fun tour but nothing we brought to it new was worth it yeah it was it was trash it's it's the the quote from peter buck uh it sounds like a bunch of guys who are so fucking bored with the material that they can't stand it <laughs> and it's like yeah that, that's exactly what it's or like it sounds like what it is a mm-hmm. bunch of guys who are so fucking bored with the material that they can't stand it yeah yeah so um it was a pretty strenuous tour like they went to 30 countries over the course of three months uh in 2005 um, which I think maybe is only rivaled by the monster tour for how like uh, much scope there was to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very big tour. Um, and they, uh, so during this time they celebrated their 25th anniversary, which is a long time for a band quarter century being a band is nuts. Um, in, uh, Adelaide, Australia, mm-hmm. um, Bill Berry called them, which is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you watch uh footage of the, this tour, um, you do have to sit through a lot of around the sun songs um but you also get to hear uh more lively versions of them yes. so like some of them are a little bit more upbeat um i kind of like uh michael stipe during this thing has this weird blue face paint thing he does yeah yeah because the electron blue kind of, thing i think that's kind of cool looking yeah like, yeah kind of, like he looks like a cool batman villain i don't know <laughs> it's a it's a little <laughs> bit like a like a oh gosh what's her name from mad max um, yeah like, yeah, like, yeah. Like furiosa. Furiosa. yeah yeah, yeah. He, he does look like furiosa when he does that like yeah <laughs> It is. Uh, I need to hurry up and put the um, take a screenshot of that, put it on Twitter, and then uh, cap it as Mad Max Fury Road, 2016. <laughs> yep. uh, no, just make it the uh, because that was also the cover image of one of their uh, of the of the live album from that tour. Yeah. Just put it up and say, say "Hey, yeah, sequel that, confirmed." Yeah, Fury Road, Fury Road Two. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> this time we'll reach the sun. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so the the tour is not as bad as the album, but it's still like I think that the tour, even hearing the more lively versions of the songs really like shows what problems are with the songs, because even when you're kind of like into it for a second because it's live, Uh they go on for two minutes longer, two whole minutes longer than they need to. Not just one minute, which you might expect. And then then it's also juxtaposed with the stuff from the IRS years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, of course, all good. Right. Um, So R.E.M. Around Town. Um, we have Mike Mills, who uh, uh, got to play as part of the Clemente All World Band um, in Pittsburgh uh, for the charity run by Roberto Clemente, um, notable baseball player and philanthropist. Which, hey, cool, awesome, yeah, yeah good. nice for him. Like, I like Mike Mills loves baseball, man. <laughs> um, there's two things I know from following him on Twitter. He loves like arguing with shitty Trump like supporters, yeah. Uh, by quote tweeting them like he exclusively quotes them uh-huh. um, and, and brings up and then baseball. Yep. The two things that Mike Mills tweets about um, Peter Buck, uh, of course, has a thousand side projects. Um, he put out an album with the minus five. Um, he was part of uh, Robert or Robin Hitchcock's backing band, uh, which is, you know, he's collaborated with him before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did this collaboration with Robert Fripp, among like other people, like there are a yeah. lot of people in this band uh, called Slow Music, which sounds intolerable. Um, <laughs> I, I it like it. All, I've, I've had you it on the background. Yeah. I, I listen to. It. I think. I think that it is pretty hard to listen to. <laughs> I mean, um, it's not something you pay attention to. It is a nice thing to have on. Yeah. 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 Like like around the sun. 
Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, around the sun does not do that. Like uh, the, the the slow music thing. Like if you like uh, like Brian Eno's ambient uh, collaboration stuff, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means it's a little bit. It's 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 obviously not around the sun bad yeah. or anything. It's a weird thing for it's like Peter Buck just being into everything is a weird part of him because there are things that I think play to his strengths better. Yeah. You know, like he's not bad in, in slow music, but he's also feels interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a very Peter Buck project. No. To no. me, you know, it's just like, oh, like I'd like to work with Robert Fripp, like and who wouldn't like Robert Fripp's great. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, so that, that was his <laughs> band. They do, they went on a tour in the middle of the production of this album as well. Why not? <laughs> uh, West Coast tour. Yeah. He went through several tours <laughs> during this uh, this work jam. Yeah. Um, and then we have Michael Stipe doing his globe trotting, but also hanging out with Chris Martin and uh, uh gosh Gwyneth, pa- Gwyneth Paltrow uh just yeah. because <laughs> which is like you know he's had this habit of you know taking younger artists under their wing uh this is a big whiff for him um in terms yeah. of like picking a horse to back this would be like if he uh if he went with uh Oasis instead of uh Radiohead in the mid 90s yeah. you know yeah like Chris Martin is not uh you know cool play for for their like they have never been uh, you know, like the thinking man's band, <laughs> you right, know, like they, right. they're, they're not considered to be like particularly good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just like a pop band, but like Michael Syke just like likes hanging around with celebrities. Yeah. Kind of in general, it feels like, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, there's, there's bits in the book about him, uh, being at award shows and, you know, writing these like after reports that are just like very name droppy. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, again, it doesn't feel like the being in a band part is important to him right now. It feels like the I am like this, uh, you know, this elder statesman of kind of alternative culture yeah. is what's important to him. And that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but like he was still doing like, you know, support stuff like he raised money for victims of Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, by working with Chris Martin uh, to do a bunch of covers of Joseph Arthur's In the Sun like that doesn't sound like it would be any kind of draw but okay yeah <laughs> yeah i i have no idea why you know it, it just like it, it again it, it has nothing to do with what audiences want uh-huh. it's everything to do with like what he kind of wants to do and it's just like well this will work because i'm michael stipe right it feels like you know so yeah um yeah um so let's go through let's start going through the record let's do it let's, uh, let's, let's it. set these set them up and knock them down <laughs> this um, is this is going to be hard uh because so many of the descriptors that I put in here can apply to a lot of the songs. So let's just yeah. try and try and get through it. I'm, I'm looking at uh, lyrics to try to remember and see if I can remember yeah. the, the melody. Um, I don't have that problem with, with the first song, um, Leaving New York, which I think is a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, uh, this is the single, um, lead single, and this feels like it is recorded of a different piece to me. Um, it's still very slow, uh, but... The um, there are like when second second vocals come in, things like that, there are counter melodies like, yeah, yeah. I think this ends in kind of like a really beautiful round mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the song. Like every, you know, it does that build up, but it's, you know, it's not just like, what if we added a very soft keyboard when that had enough texture to justify a new chorus? <laughs> right. um, you know, it's like, no, like every like every chorus actually kind of builds on the last one mm-hmm. in a real kind of pretty way. Yeah. Uh, like this is the only song on this album, I think, is actually like a, like I wouldn't. This is a good song. Like this would be, I would listen to this every once in a while. It comes on every once in a while. Like for some reason, if I'm in like a Panda Express or some shit, like, oh, weird. and they have that, like the scratch and dent uh, radio <laughs> hit seat, you know, on Panda Express radio, yeah. um, you know, this will pop up. And like, 
I'm never unhappy to hear this song. Like, I think this is pretty good. It's 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 fine. It, it is it is a good song. It is the one that I think is the most competently done and like put together. Uh, most because it actually has a melody um, in the chorus, which is w- w- which is nice. It still feels a little wallpapery in the world of like REM singles, even the like softer stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely has no like hard edges, and like if you you know another twenty BPM. On this bad boy would make a big difference, you know, like just like the little bit quicker, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially during these verses, which are very, very sleepy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, that last half of the song is good. Um, The lyrics in this, you can tell it comes from a genuine place. Like Michael Stipe has always loved New York, you know, even from the earliest uh, visits that he did with Peter Buck back in the 80s. Uh, You know, it says adopted new home. He was there. You know, in 9-11, we talked about that last episode, helping people, Mm -hmm. you know, by lending a cell phone out and, you know, all of all of that good stuff. There's some of there's some of the lyrics, like you said, that just gets a little bit kind of meh. I I know that he's come undefended, like leaving was never my proud as being, oh, it makes sense to me. So it works. Um, No, that's just a bad. (laughs) That's just a bad rhyme. I I just wish he had said style because you can pronounce style in a way that would approximate rhyme that. Uh huh. You know, and it would have worked. And I used to always think it was style. Uh, and then I realized, like, I was filling in my head. Right, right. Like, the, like the better line. And then just, uh, you know, actually listening to it critically for the show, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, leaving <laughs> was never my proud. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty bad lyric. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, the part before that, like, that is, you know, it's, it's he's still in very plaintive, like, just declarative statements that are true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mode for all these lyrics. But, like, you know, uh leaving is easier than being left behind mm-hmm. you know like that that's a real yeah that's a that's a very true thing yeah uh it, in general in terms of like places and relationships and the like mm-hmm. you might you have know. succeeded in changing me which is like an admission you know of you know of being somebody who is you know mutable somebody who's fallible almost like yeah. yes i can be impacted by, by by something it's not that i'm standing against it is that i've grown as a result of this which is a good yeah. sentiment if plainly expressed if you if you listen to lyrics to this as being like kind of a like a breakup song, uh-huh. I think it's a lot stronger than as a love letter to New York. Mm-hmm. You know, like it being about a relationship that was of and in New York as opposed to being about a city. Yeah. You know, then it actually, I think, reads a little bit stronger. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think this is a good song. I, I even before we did the show, like I listened to this from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's the only song on on this album that has that that honor. But. Um, yeah. I think it's a pretty good song and it's literally all downhill from here. <laughs> um, this is the lead single. So there is a video. Um, there's not a whole lot to it. It's like Michael Stipe wandering around New York, Michael Stipe on a plane, going to a party <laughs> and stuff. A lot um, of close-ups of his cheekbones. Yeah. yeah a lot of him being a hunk, super hunk. <laughs> um, um, and then just like um, he's going to a party and I think that Peter Buck and Mike Mills are there, like maybe in the background, but just when they need to have like, okay, well there, there there's a contractually obligated Peter Bach and Mike Mills content, they literally just fade them in playing their acoustic instruments. And Peter Buck looks so pissed. He's very upset. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're both playing acoustic guitars too, which like makes sense because that is the predominant sound of this is just like layered acoustic guitars. Yeah. And they're wearing them super high. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty dorky. Um, Not a very, not a particularly inspired video. No, which is weird because I think they actually, one of the videos we're coming up later, I think is a good video. Yes. Um, Second song on this uh, third single on the album. This is electron blue. I think you mean uh, electron blue. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. 
which is uh, initially like when you first listen to it, it sounds like it could be uh, from one of those, uh, you know, from one of the previous albums. Yeah, it sounds, um, it sounds or, like a stowaway from up to me. It does. It like, sounds like that to me, too. But again, without like a real strong like chorus or movement uh-huh. to it, like this is a very good example of the songs in this album feeling underwritten in a a real bass sense. Like, oh, like this needed another part or this needed some different less space between these chords, more space between these chords. Like mm-hmm. it's very weirdly stilted. Yeah. Like even the, the verse like dan, dan, like it's very like stiff in a way that doesn't do it a lot of favors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like the individual, like the, like the components, you know, I think the instrumentation in this is fine. I like that they lean into that electronic palette more, mm-hmm. you know, like, like in this, uh, you know, cause it's unique compared to just kind of the acoustic wash of, of everything else, but you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't fit together. It doesn't hang together at all. Hanging together is like what the way I would put it. Like, yeah. it's just like every individual parts fine. I, I think the chorus does need a little bit more to it. It's just so repetitive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an incredibly repetitive song and you know, it's like, again, four between four and five minutes. Mm-hmm. Which like this is a single like it you know they could you could make this kind of thing it's and relatively upbeat mm-hmm. like you could make this a little bit breezier uh, and it wouldn't hurt it right right um, but yeah it's like just the synth fuzz incredibly simple three chord piano in the background and then just like that delay and reverb of of the vocals on reveal yeah yeah uh-huh. everywhere that kind of like general soft layer like not very good like on it weirdly like on the curve like in the top half of songs on around the sun oh yeah easy <laughs> but like not particularly good um this is Stipe's favorite song on this record yeah um, here i love it and lyrically like there's a it's about a drug made of light mm-hmm. um which is which is very strange uh to me that's a weird subject material mm-hmm. for Stipe. It's um, real, uh, that real, I real snow crashy yeah yeah mm-hmm. or like philip k dick like yeah. ask it feels like to me and it's like that's kind of interesting. Um, it doesn't come through that much in the lyrics, you know, yeah. uh, parts of it do, <laughs> but then also there's just, there is a like, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy, you know, there, there's like, there's lyrics that just feel like filler stuff because that's, you know, that's this album. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they burned the video concept on animal, um, for, yeah. time. you know, like this is, yeah. A recurring theme in Michael Stipe's head, the idea of light uh, altering perception uh, and stuff like that as part yeah. of just his general suite of, hey, aren't the physical rules of the universe crazy and don't they affect us? See also gravity. Yep. And yeah. falling. Yeah. <laughs> um, this moves on to track three, uh, The Outsiders. Yeah. Um, featuring this featuring Q-tip <laughs> of A Tribe Called West. This is one half of a song that I kind of like. <laughs> it's. I think that the... Um, yeah, so it's again, this is not as like people uh, on our Slack were like, "Oh, is this more embarrassing than radio song?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" No, <laughs> let's back no. up here. It's it's actually not. It's like no one would notice it was on. Uh-huh. You know, like so it's like I might be embarrassed if I like put on a radio song on a boombox and like start dancing, like <laughs> you know, that'd be embarrassing. But if I just put ra- this song on a boombox, literally, I would turn invisible. I could rob banks. <laughs> like no, nobody would look at me. <laughs> it's like you do like a like do a a concept comic about somebody who robs banks with a boombox with around the sun on it (laughs) it's just the perfect yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's tired now (laughs) and you just go through everything fades to black and white and gets kind of indistinct 
Yeah. <laughs> it, like the cover. Yeah. The, uh, it turned to like the blurry guy. Um, so th- I think this is like way less embarrassing, but there are like, it's not absolutely, like, there's not nothing good about it. Right. Um, I just like this. So the embarrassing part is the Q-tip rap, which is like, uh, could you find a, a sleepier rapper? Uh, to yeah. Put on this? Like Tribe Called Quest is really good. Uh, m- maybe get KRS one back in to do something. Yeah. And Q-tip doesn't really feel like he wants to be doing this very no, much. No, Um, it's It's not some of his best best work yeah but but it's like know? it's broken it's like two like two-thirds of an rem song and then just like it fades out and then comes back in with q-tip you know rapping about martin luther king yeah yeah and like um, the, the, the which two- is which oh, the way it feels very disconnected because at the very least like um you know radio song karis one was rapping about uh radio listeners um the first part of the song seems to be um again like like some point stipe had a breakup i think and i think it mm-hmm. was around here because this is like you know getting bad news yep you know like this is this is about uh getting information that is a sea change in your life yes uh and then the back half is about martin luther king which like i you know i can imagine a connection between those two things but the song doesn't draw it yeah you know yeah um i like that first part you know like you know you're right you know it is it is pretty sleepy but like it leans into an atmospheric darkness you know, mm. that the rest of the album kind of doesn't, you know, it's a bass heavy song. They've got the swaying synth to it. Uh, that guitar line over the chorus, it's pretty simple, um, mm-hmm. but it's like high and keening. And it, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, it like it is never, you know, like in a way that it is not on other songs on the album, you know, and I, I think Stipe's delivery on, on, on that is kind of like the, like the dark disaffected mumble is very mm-hmm. good. You know, I think that the, um, that guitar line in the chorus is good. And then it lets itself down by going to very, very obvious kind of chord changes. Yeah. Cause that first, like where it hits that first crescendo in the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, that lost it, you know, it does that climb. It's very good. And then just does that. It like falls back down in a way that just feels yeah. like feels very, uh, you know, I, and I'm not like a song songwriting snob. Like I don't mind, you know, one, five, fours and, and, and all these like yeah, structures yeah. and stuff, but it, it's not something REM does a lot of the time. Um, or didn't use and, to, you know, it yeah, didn't used to, you know, like there, there is like an REM kind of set pattern, you know, musical or like mathematical pattern to like what relation their chords are in. Yeah. You know, there's like, you know, they, they do a lot of like a minors, D minors, like that happens all the time mm-hmm. uh, in their music. And this isn't that it's something more conventional. Uh, what happens in the chorus so it's like i think instrumentally like kind of palette wise it's good yeah i just think that again underwritten like you know come up with a stronger melody here or make the verses a little bit more interesting because mm-hmm. this chorus is very conventional yeah you know or integrate the rap don't like literally have it stop and then come back in like <laughs> you could have just added the q-tip rap to the end of any of these songs with that structure yeah you know it's very weird um and the, the beat is real boring like it's supposed to be this kind of like trip hop like you know, low key rap beat, but the beat itself is very, very like bland. Mm. Um, I think so. It's like it's not a, like a terrible song, but it just it it's just not there. <laughs> you know, it doesn't lean into the most interesting elements of itself. Yeah. The um. So so the the chords in the chorus are E M D G A minor um E minor, mm. um and then and then D and then E minor, which is like that is an R E M ass chord progression. There's something about that second after the first chord, that second set of it doing that fall. Yeah. Which sounds a lot like uh It's just going to down, be it's like, going like down like the other side of that rise or something on like the that. same chord. Yeah. yeah. 
Like it, it, it sounds, it sounds very conventional to me. Yeah. I think what it is, is it's hitting, it's going downstairs. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, REM chords don't generally do that. There's like a, usually a little bit more diamond, diamond dynamism, like as far as how far apart. Yeah. Like the, the they, they, they will escape from a rise as opposed to retreading it. Yes. Is, is, yeah. is, a, is an awful lot of like, uh, we're noticing, uh, I think. Yeah, or they or they'll just like let's you know we hit this rise like let's go up higher and like I can't you know I don't have the specific examples at the top of my head but like stand that yeah <laughs> stand it happens or like the last like several albums we talked about some part where like Snipe is like literally hitting the top of his you know his range mm-hmm. like there's like a keening uh, part of a song where he like kind of breaks uh, at yeah. the top like the melody will go up to the top and then subvert your expectations you think it's going to go back down and he'll actually just go higher. Um, that happens a lot mm-hmm. in their songs. It's just, it feels like it's doing the predictable thing. Yeah. I think, um, can I share an anecdote about listening to this song? Yeah. Um, so I had to put this on in the car so I couldn't distract myself. Like I was just like focusing on the road, listening to the songs, you know, can't go start like dusting the house or something like that. Yeah. Um, the outsiders came on and it went, you know, through the REM part, got to the Q-tip part and then it just kind of like faded away and then came back up, and it was back to the beginning. I was like, oh, are they reprising the same verse? That's kind of weird. And like, oh, there's mm. a chorus again. There's this, wait, did they literally just, because I'd forgotten about this. Um, and then there's Q-tip again. I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. I looked at the and I looked at the time, and I was like, okay, you've got like two minutes left. I'm like, wait a minute. that that I've, I've been listening to this for like my entire drive. What's going on? What happened is I used to have this in my in my library because I ripped it from, from the actual library, like the Dancefield mm. Public Library. Um, and Apple Music brought in a duplicate of this. So I listened to The Outsiders twice in a row and didn't notice anything was wrong <laughs> until Q-Tip came in and started saying the same stuff. I like, th- this speaks so lowly of the album that I was like, oh, they would just like double the song over again. Like they would just copy and paste it and like fade back up into the same verses. Why not? Yeah. You, you know, who who would be surprised? Yeah. The, um Yeah. It uh I feel like that's actually you could that mistake could be made of almost every song on this album. Yeah. Uh you know, it is uh one of the more damning things about this. Like it is uh they all sound like they could just be you know, you just literally repeat the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um so move on to uh Make It All Okay. God, that fucking title. <laughs> um which is uh again, uh, you know, talking about having kind of one part that is like a melody, but again, very conventional that like this beginning, you know, threw away the ballast, throw your boat ashore. Didn't you now like that? Didn't you now is very conventional, like mm-hmm. bread, you know, like seventies <laughs> soft rock, right. uh, you know, to me, God, bread is such a funny band. It's, <laughs> it's a really, it's a very funny, funny name. Um, and that's like, that's the hook uh-huh. because you get into the, the pre-chorus part and the chorus part and it's like uh, something that happens a lot in this is that the songs are so low tempo tempo that there's like a lot of space between words. Uh-huh. So a lot of these choruses become very plodding mm-hmm. uh, in how he sings them. So it's like it's a long, long, like long, long road. Like there's like these pauses behind it and becomes weirdly percussive, but slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a really good example of that in this. And that's, that's going to be true of like it's how I can remember a lot of the songs coming up. Yeah. It's just like him just kind of. With large spaces between the words, like hitting those those syllables. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so like there, there's like almost nothing to to this this bad boy like i find this very difficult to like latch my mind onto yeah um i'm sorry that i don't have an awful lot to say about this i've listened to this so many times this week i've listened to the album two times today even yeah i cannot say a single <laughs> thing about make it all okay in my notes here i say i guess the organ that comes in in the back half is kind of okay yeah <laughs> like my bullet point is a question gary it's, it's it's um it's it's very bland and again very like 70s adult contempo yeah oh. uh final straw which is the protest song uh that we talked mm-hmm. about they put out early for the iraq war this is a kind of cleaned up and around the sonified version of that um it's overtly political uh, in a way that they haven't really been since you know maybe document or ignore land there was a definite break where they decided to make their politics a little bit more subtle yeah this and is just just wait for accelerate because it <laughs> accelerates like it's all that the administration so... and the policies <laughs> i don't agree <laughs> that is pretty much pretty much what the, what this is like this, this is very like i have a very hard time with the lyrics of this who died and lifted you up to perfection um i have a very hard time with the lyrics of this yeah. um you know it's just like this is not what i think of as as rem you know, mm-hmm. like them them doing this, uh, you know, just stating like, yeah, things are bad, buddy. And it's like, <laughs> I agree with you 100 yeah, percent. But you're on the right you know, side of this. <laughs> just you're just like just saying it. And like yeah. maybe it's looking to, at it through 2017 eyes, you know, that this seems even more quaint. Yeah. You know, and more kind of ineffectual well, in uh, protest. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you look back on uh, 2004, like, hey, how many levels of just like shitty president are you on? I don't know. This yeah. is our second Bush. Oh, my sweet summer. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, just you wait. Yeah. Yep. Just you wait. Yeah. Um, Like as far as like the, the song itself, like, you know, it's it's a you know, it's a protest song. It's an acoustic guitar kind of based protest song that mm-hmm. has like, you know, uh, this this to me, the the verses of this feel very revealed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus is a little bit, uh, you know, at the end of it, when it does like the not again, ding, 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 not today, like there, there's like a little bit of kind of catchiness and liveliness mm-hmm. that comes through in the chorus, but not very much. Yeah. Uh, and I think the lyrics are mortifying, <laughs> um, personally. Yeah. Um, I think that the arrangement on this isn't that great. This either the arrangement or the mix, because like if they just kept this in the spirit of being a protest song and made it as bare bones as possible. Um, that would have served it better than when we ultimately got here, uh, which is, you know, Peter Buck's fast, you know, acoustic guitar doing, you know, Peter Buck style stuff on that. Uh, but then just like this watery and muddy synth behind it that just completely washes away any of like the rawness that I would want out of a protest song, you know, string, string fellow. Um, <laughs> It's just a, yeah, I mean, and that, that goes in with, uh, you know, the, the book alludes to a raw or better version of this as well. Yeah. You know, that, uh, I have not can't really, again, can't really imagine it being like super good. Oh, the lyrics are still there, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, so, <laughs> and this is paired up with its gentler, softer twin. And I want yeah. it to be wrong. <laughs> if, if you saw final straw rock too hard, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't stop. Slow the rocking. it down, grandpa. <laughs> I can't, I, I cannot, uh, can't handle that. And, uh, man, does this again, that like everything is too, too slow. Like told you that I wanted to, you know, like it, it ends up being like very plotting because the tempo yeah. is just too slow to be wrong. Like it is just like, I don't know. Um, 
pretty pretty rough. Like he mentioned Jewel Brenner again in Westworld, which I always like that as his his baldness uh, muse. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, he's got a couple of sci-fi references in this outside of even Electron Blue that are pretty good. Yeah, this this this, yeah. this among them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, this is. Like I can I can get down a little bit with some of the sentiment behind this, like because it is about you know being like feeling alienated, you know, like oh this this doesn't feel like my country, which yeah you know, twenty seventeen you know again I, I I feel that you know yeah um it just uh you have some of these lines that end up being okay well first you have you know the rodeo is staged gold circle goat ropers and clowns a rumble in the third act time down and burn them down time up and burn them down like okay that's fine cool but then you just get get down to Blue plates, blue plate special analyst sells in SUVs. Like, were you just looking out the window? You saw somebody on a cell phone in an SUV. Like, you had, like, that's the same verse. Like that rodeo analogy. I was kind of down with it. Okay, fine. And then just like, yeah. it's the mid two thousands. I love the eighties. That seventies show. Like, are you just naming things that are happening right now? Yeah, I guess you are. Uh. More or less. Um, yeah, pr- pretty, pretty embarrassing. Um, you know, and, and like, again, there's some kind of seed here or something like in those lyrics you're talking about or something to that melody, but uh, some elements of the melody, but just like way too little, way too late. Mm-hmm. Not good enough. Yeah. Um, you know, even like, so you get to the chorus where he's like, you know, and I don't understand. And it's like kind of good. But what ha- like guitar is doing that just becomes this like, the the slowest arpeggio <laughs> ding, ding, ding. like it like i don't know it is it is incredibly too slow and boring um and it and so they make an attempt to wake things up here another song i have a lot of problem with here uh which is wanderlust uh, the fourth single from the album mm-hmm. um which is uh starts out okay you know and it, it does sound awake yeah like this is the most rocking song on this record mm-hmm. uh by a lot and it is uh not very rocking at all um <laughs> lyrics are terrible 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 like the most generic bullshit um but again when i talk about these things being underwritten there's no uh there's no melody to the chorus nope like it just doesn't exist <laughs> uh, like it's kind of amazing like they kind of try to sub in this time signature thing and do this thing in seven which like i'm always down for something in seven yeah but uh you still need to sing over it, you know, like you still need to have something happens. And he just kind of shouts out these like bland sentences. I got my signals crossed. It's overwhelming yep. because yeah, I got yeah. my signals crossed. Like, and it's, it's the same chords as the beginnings of the verse. Mm-hmm. So you don't even really know when the chorus happens Yeah, in the song. Like what a terribly like written song, like from a yeah. musical perspective, <laughs> this is very poorly written. Well, I, I only knew it. I only knew it was a chorus because of the seven, four. And like, yeah, I, I love a good seven four. But like, w- when that gets amazing is you know either when an entire song is in that like that broken social scene song, which is amazing, or like when they pepper it through in unexpected places to kind of have this borrowed beat, you know, to kind of throw yeah. things off. Like ideally, it like it should you, you should feel it without recognizing it. It is so apparent that you're just like okay, we're gonna switch three extra beats on this uh, uh, per per measure for this chorus for a couple of bars. We're gonna go back into it. It feels so entirely transparent in a mm-hmm. way that like that should not be. Like you know, you, you that shouldn't be out front. Yeah, it's 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 very obvious, and I think part of it is it's the the fact that it's inelegantly put together, and it's the only thing going on. Yeah, in this chorus. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and you watch him play this live, and like he jumps around like a maniac during the verses, gets to the first chorus, and then like. 
I, you know, you don't actually see this, but I can just imagine all of them just being like, okay, three more minutes, <laughs> you know, like, like we did the, the high energy part of this and now what do we got? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, well, what we got is like REM's version of the passenger, not the cover yeah. they did, but like this feels incredibly similar to the passenger to me. It, it does with like a real, like, like the passenger is like, it's a good song. Yeah. It's like, it was, you know, it, it has different problems. Like it's right. very similar as far as the guitar tone mm-hmm. and this like, bah, bah, you know, it's still doing that passenger thing, but yeah. it's not a lot like passenger has like a strong melody. Mm-hmm. This in no part of this, even the verses, which are a little bit better than the choruses don't have a strong melody. Right. They just have a melody. <laughs> um, like really disappointing because like I had forgotten this existed, uh, the song and I listened to it and I was like, Oh, this does like sound kind of awake. And like, I am, you know, I wanted to be wrong. Like I am, I am desperate <laughs> to like, give this, this album like something nice to say. I'm a, I'm uh, a, you know, I'm a boy in a wall. Throw me a rope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to get on a high <laughs> speed train away from this worst joke ever told. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I just can't do it because it's just not good enough. Um, and then to follow this with fucking boy in the well and like, <sighs> man, how does, how does this get written? How does anyone write this song? Like. <sighs> Boy in the well, like done and plod, 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 plod. Sinking, feeling, yeah. see yeah. it, feel it, yeah. mock, yeah, yeah. Ing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like huge, just like galaxies long spaces between these words because everything is just too like, it is too slow. Like I just don't. Ah, it's like somebody spilled their drink on the like on the mixing console and like just <laughs> just set the BPM, like cut the BPM in half. Or, or you have your, your record to 33. Oh, yeah. You know, like your record player. And it's just like I'm going to like buy a like I'm not going to buy a record around the sun. But part of me <laughs> wants to so I can like literally speed it up and see what these things sound like. Yeah. You know, I, I can just do that in Audacity. Yeah. But I wonder if I can find karaoke versions of these and like pitch shift these up a fifth yeah, and see what these sound like if they're awake, yep. <laughs> you know? Um, God, this fucking song, man. <laughs> it's real, real bad. That's the middest of mid tempo. Um, oh. boy, oh boy. Like it has two choruses. The second one's better because it, it, it is not just the Donna, Donna, uh, thing yeah. that we talked about, but like, there's not much more to it. And it, again, it does the around the sun gambit trying to save itself with an organ and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really work. No, no. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty rough song. Um, the next song, this is, this is my, my second favorite song on this album is half aftermath. Yeah. Um, this is, this is also semi awake. And I think this is like 80% of a good song. I think this is almost a good song. Hmm. Um, I think, I think aftermath is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, let's let's do the grudge match. (laughs) I mean, it's grudge match. I just think it lays way too, way too flat. It's pretty simplistic in a lot of regards. And I don't much care for the uh, just the lyrical content of it. I, I don't know. I think the lyrics kind of work. Hmm. Um, I think the chorus doesn't. I think it has the same problem as Wanderlust, where the chorus is not different enough. And it's just these kind of declarative statements. Yeah. Um, I think the horns that come in are embarrassing. <laughs> you know, like, worked it out. Brum, 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 brum. Like, I think that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But the verses, I think that is like a, a kind of a classic REM verse mm-hmm. to me. And some of the detail of it, I like. Like as this kind of like running, almost breathless uh, second person statements about yeah. things happening, um, I think is kind of charming. Yeah. Not amazing. Like this is I don't think this is like I would not put this on like a mixtape of R.E.M. songs. Mm-hmm. I'm hard judging on the around the sun curve. Right, right. But I think this is not so bad. 
Yeah. I just I thought it was unremarkable outside of the presence of a guitar solo. I think maybe one of the only on the album. Um mm. one of the only one of those on the album rather. Um and I think the video is very good. The video is very fun. Um it it's just them like walking around in a green screen. Yep. Um, but doesn't need to be green screen. Like they could just like, what if you green screen someone on the area they're actually at? Right. Uh, so it's just like a little bit off and stuff. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. It's got kind of a Tim and Tim and Eric aesthetic too, because like the, the chroma key is all bad and everything has like this, uh, digital, uh, kind of artifacting that goes on, like, mm-hmm. you know, pixel drift and things like that. Like it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Peter Buck gets on an elevator with a book about evolution in his yep. pajama. It's like, he's, <laughs> he's even having fun. Yep. You know? <laughs> Um, apparently there is a faster version of this as well. Yeah. Uh, that was in the, uh, there's recorded at some point in ditch that is supposed to be a little bit better. Yeah. And like, this is not super slow. Like this could be like way, 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 you know, as far as slow songs on this album. Yeah. But it it's not like it also couldn't be, you know, every other song in this could be bumped up 20 BPM. This could easily be bumped up 10 and, and take it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to get that, it. listen to live to the live version, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 So, um, the audacity to call a song this slow high speed train <laughs> dude like, <laughs> jump out. it even does it have like the, it's like pitch shifted like down vocals it's it's like uh it's, it's, it's even it's, sound slow down jump on a high speed train like it, it, it's a little bit like um oh gosh that one beck song from sea change where they literally did that oh yeah yeah i forget yeah. I, I forget that i don't i don't care for that album one bit but um who <sighs> man Jump on a high speed train. Jump like, on a high speed. Yeah. Jump on a like it's like it's like muzzy, like two muzzies uh, teaching you Spanish. Like it's yeah. muzzy es grande and muzzy es finito. Uh, <laughs> like a, a musical round. Um, the slowest fucking thing. Like, how does it get slower? Like, it was, oh, we just did Boy in the Well, and then <laughs> and then Stipe's just like, wait until I tell you the worst joke ever. Like, fuck, man, <laughs> you can't keep doing this. Like, <laughs> you, you think you hit it now? Wait till you drive it. Yeah, yeah. It's just woof. Oh God. Uh, um, and again, like, speed this up, and it might be okay because I like that weird like junk percussion that they have going on the Spanish sounding guitar and piano, like those components are kind of okay. I like the fact that the chorus is around. Those are my three bullet points on this song. <laughs> like those yeah. individual parts could be okay. It just, it, it just, it's, it's like yeah, that they it's, opened it's... up the elevator in the shining. And instead of having like the big tidal wave, there was just a slow, like drip, 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 drip out of it. Like, just, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It, it is like the, the, the water torture. Of songs like it is just a, a slow, steady, you know, lockstep drip yeah. of of just like sleep. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like a NyQuil uh, IV. <laughs> um, and then again, like so, man, this uh, fucking. And then they have the the audacity to to follow that with the worst joke ever, <laughs> um, which is again just like almost totally interchangeable with like boy in the well, worst joke ever, and high speed train. Like there's a very very little to tell them apart yeah to me um like there's like this trio of just like how do you make that same mistake that many times mm-hmm. you know like you you <laughs> you wouldn't have done this if you didn't think it was a good idea yeah Ugh. i have i have no idea how this happens like you know it it it, it uh worst joke ever has only two verses but still somehow ends up being between four and five minutes long and i don't 
understand how you pull that off. Ooh, like this it's is just this it's is just one of the piece. it's one of the three songs that is below four minutes. Oh, at a, at a svelte three minutes thirty eight. Oh, so almost four minutes. <laughs> so so it's only a minute longer than a pop song should be. Right. Um. Yeah. It is. Uh. This is a very bad song as well. Yeah. It's attempting some lyrical playfulness with it. Um. You know about like setting up for the worst joke ever, but then pulling away and just like, hey, isn't life absurd? It's very hard to be playful though when the music is like that. That's I mean that's the thing that we're talking about that's missing from this, um, or one of the things is that there is no sense of playfulness in any of the music mm-hmm. in this. Um, you know, a little bit in that like wanderlust and aftermath, like horns and or time signature stuff, but most of the songs have no sense of like, you know, quirk. Uh, to the music at all i don't listen to anything in this and you know picture somebody in the studio saying hey wouldn't it be fun if which is a huge instinct that you have to have right yeah you know (laughs) they used to rem used to talk about a lot like making themselves laugh with like musical jokes you know like there are no jokes on this record like it's no you know it is humorless um yeah so we move into, I mean, we're, we're not done, guys. Like, it, is, it keeps coming. The hits keep coming and the hits keep coming because we move on to The Ascent of Man, which at the very least, like, this is this is a really annoying song that at the very least is not, you can't confuse it for, if you took like a 15-second snapshot, you wouldn't think it was another song on the record. Yeah. Um, so, But that doesn't say that's not good enough. I, you know? I really don't like this. This is um, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like I'm going to side. Um, I'm going to side with boredom on this uh, as the lesser evil than than just like straight up annoyance. Then um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is even happening? <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I, I I'm not having it. <laughs> Uh, if you wrote if you wrote a book, it wouldn't be called The Ascent of Man. It'd be called Life and How to Live It. <laughs> Stipe. Stipe. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. The Ascent of Man. Yeah, yeah. I marked your chapter with a catamaran. Okay, rhyming dictionary. Like I've been to the rhymezone.com as well, my friend. And and just like, ugh. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is just the yes too. They they start coming at like kind of random intervals too. Uh-huh. It feels like like at yeah. some point they just start like creeping in. Like it's like playing Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an REM song. Like, <laughs> I had to check and make sure like a program wasn't running that just like pr- procedurally generated how many yes there would be. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I don't have to go check my food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jeez <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah it, like they, they mix extremely that rough. <laughs> but like they mix that yeah 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 with like monster muttering like I'm, yeah. like I, <laughs> I understand you're not the king of comedy you just told the worst joke ever yeah. <laughs> then it just like it turns all into yes There's, it's all yeah and I'm like no the, no the, no the high, no <laughs> the high speed uh train men's chorus has come to add in some, some vocals at the end of the ascent of man <laughs> something something the ascent of man yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's very bad oh. it's like the song that like i would show to people if i wanted them not to like or, like music again just embarrassing yeah music or you know specifically REM, but music in general like very embarrassing <laughs> yeah yeah 
Um, and then the album ends with the titular around, uh, the, around sun. the sun. The first time they've done this had a title track. Yeah. Um, I like around the sun, not the album. I like this song. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's okay. I am, I'm very beaten into submission by this point, mm. you know, like I, uh, am pretty angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, as somebody who's had to like, you know, similar, you talked about being in your car. Like I also had to set, uh, you know, and like force myself, you know, strap myself to the bow to like listen to the shit. Mm-hmm. And just by the end, I just, it's very hard for me not to be very resentful. So yeah. like, I recognize that the, on the curve, like this is definitely in the top half. Yeah, yeah. the sun songs like this is not bad, but I'm just like we just got through that yeah store and like <laughs> be cranky like <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's a little bit like I came up for air at this point because I do think that like this is very well composed. Um, yeah, I think I think that's true. Yeah, um, and like the lyrics are thoughtful, you know, like and I I, I like you know as much as I like a dark REM like this optimism actually works pretty well. I love the uh, the, the the line. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, hold on to this boy a little longer mm. you know just like just you're talking about like hey maybe the world has a chance you know like you know, give me the strength to actually speak up and affect the change and it's you know combined with just this uh this wonderful orchestration mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um it does go on too long oh god yeah it should have uh, ended after three minutes <laughs> yeah um you know but it is uh you know it's 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 fine like again like you know, I don't know what would have been what I wanted from an ending track of this because anything that came before it poisons the well, <laughs> right. you know, like it just like, you know, like, yes, like you can come up for air, you know, you get to this last song. Um, it is very easy to come up for air by just hitting the stop button and doing something else Yep. as well. Uh, or, you know, we're just switching to a different album, you know, and that's like the, the intense temptation I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so like first and worst, it's like, it is, it is extremely tricky. Um, because it's not such an unqualified win, uh, I'm going to say my first is leaving New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's not like this, it's, it's, by, it's not like imitation of life or something. It's not like, oh man, we can't count that. Cause it's so obviously good. Right. It's right. not so obviously good. I just think it is like a cogent composition and, you know, good, like a good vocal performance, you know, and kind of interesting, uh, kind of vocal arrangement. Yeah. And that'll, that'll do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah. first is going to be around the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, the just a like I, I recognize that leaving New York is incredible. You know, it's it's well done. It just doesn't feel inspired to me um, mm. in in a way that uh, around the sun actually does. Um, you know, with them kind of working for probably the last time with the full force of a studio and production behind it, doing something that does you know sound. You know, like a recording instead of a in, instead of a performance, right? So, like taking all of that into account, yes, around the sun, like you know, that would be that would be the one I would go for. Um, I <laughs> if uh, if the outsiders didn't have that uh, rap section, that might have been that might have that that might have been a contender. Uh, but mm. it is hard to ignore that. Yeah, now, that'll be controversial on the old Slack because mm. people on Slack really hate hate that song. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised too. Like I don't hate it as much as you do. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it yeah. as much as, or I don't, I don't hate it as much as they do. Yeah. Um, rather. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your worst? Well, worst is really hard because like, again, that entire, uh, you know, um, boy in the well, high speed train, worst joke ever, um, are incredibly bad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like a sent man is very annoying, but the fact that they did three songs, I think are literally interchangeable. <laughs> feels feels worse to me you know yeah. like the, like you take it again at 
10 second sample i couldn't tell you what song we're in yeah so and i so can't i can't which, pick it, which of it, those three is most emblematic of the problem all three like i can't pick i'm doing a for i'm breaking the mold all okay. three of them get the get the file underwater shit award for like <laughs> not worth writing listening to or even talking about really but yeah. here we are so. <laughs> but here we are we've done this <laughs> yeah. um and like i said uh when we were talking about it uh aftermath for me because no no not aftermath fuck that's that's wrong. Uh, Ascent of Man. Yeah, Too many yeah, A of titles. Man. Aftermath is fine. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ascent of Man would be uh, would be mine because <laughs> it's extremely annoying. <laughs> yeah. uh, you it's know, I'm, I'm more tolerant than you are of uh, music that just kind of fades into the background. It's frustrating because there's nothing interesting to say. Um, but yeah. like Ascent of Man is just like actively, uh, I think, execrable. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a little like Sonicy. <laughs> like it's, it's, oh, he's, well, you want sonic let's uh, just wait until yeah, the end of the next episode we're gonna we're, we're get coming sonic. To, we're coming to the sonicking but like <laughs> it's still it's it's nasal yeah, gary you i know, want you to, i want you to go down and look at that song and make a note that yes uh there is a reference to sonic in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I i will okay um okay so that that's around the sun a truly 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 uh terrible album I, I had fun talking about it. More fun talking about it than than, than play than listening to it. Sorry, playing I mean, it. God, <laughs> I, I did too. And then I like uh, that now. Um, I've given it a fair shake, yeah. which was not true of any of the last actual REM albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's not true of you know. I hadn't really listened to Accelerate uh, particularly, mm-hmm. um, you know, until now or uh, Collapse Into Now. And Collapse Into Now, I think, is actually like a very good album. Yeah. Like I, I, I've been, I've done all my listening for, for the show already uh, in advance and I like put it on for pleasure, uh, regularly. Like, I think it's Mm -hmm. actually a really good album. Um, this is not that, and I will never listen to it again. No. Good, goodbye around the sun. It was not fun. (laughs) Um, yeah, see you in hell around the sun. Um, and the band learns that and for, for accelerate to happen and ultimately for collapse and now had to happen. Uh, around the sun had to happen. Yep. So some some flowers grew out of the shit. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of like we said like supplemental listening. They kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, the B sides are all for the most part bullshit. Um, lots of live songs. Of uh, you know, so it's like you can get the the single for uh, Wanderlust, and wouldn't you know it, you get a live version of the worst joke ever told. Like Ooh-hoo. great, you know, like, lucky you. Somebody's somebody's <laughs> Christmas came early. Do I owe the pleasure? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the, there's no fun B sides really to talk about. Um, the fan club doing the same thing. Like mm-hmm. it's like the band feels very like they have all these songs, but they've gotten so tight about you know their unreleased stuff. Yeah. Uh, that like there's just nothing. You know we know they have these songs, but we don't get to hear them. We just get to hear again live shit, and then uh, and the fan club at least is like old live shit. Yeah. You know it's like uh, it's more interesting live shit, but still live shit. And then of course they did Christmas mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, they did a uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's a cover of a Slade song. Uh, Mike yep. Mills on lead vocals. Um, it's fine. I don't like a <laughs> like a you know um, a rock Christmas song, but meh. yeah. And I, and I've always liked uh, you know I like Mike Mills on lead vocals. Mm-hmm. There's also a song called Magnetic North that REM has scrubbed from uh, YouTube, yeah. which is rare. Like they are generally pretty laissez faire with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw references to it. Like if you search it, you found people who had like it as part of a playlist or the title of a playlist and stuff, but I can't find the actual recording. Oh, weird. Um, so, and I, and I looked, I tried, uh, the, I was like, oh man, I can find it through, um, like they have these services online now that will like take songs and show you what chords uh, they are. Cause since I've been learning an instrument, like that's mm-hmm. been very useful. 
Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe somebody uploaded it to that before. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it showed me all the chords that are in it. <laughs> um, so the analysis was still live, but it wouldn't play the song. Oh, geez. So it's like, and, and not the chords in order or anything. It was just like, these are the chords that make up this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was all I was able to get about from Magnetic North. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, and then they also did Gentle on My Mind, which is a cover of a song originally done by John Hartford and covered by a lot of people. Um, it's a quick acoustic ballad. Pretty nice. You know, old country yeah. style stuff. Um, and they did this for the Sounds Electric cover project, which is probably a benefit for something or other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, again, not bad. Right. Um, but that's really it. Like I, I was expecting to find more, uh, you know, kind of untold tales. Yeah. Didn't happen. Kind of a disappointment, but I, now we have it behind us. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're, we're done. Um, yep. Round the done. If, if, uh, if you're listening to this, um, we are coming up on the end of the show. Yeah. Um, um, like, what's done? We're almost done. The, this is coming out on early release um, a day before we record the final batch. Okay. Okay. So only if you're hearing this on early release, do you have, do you like have time? a day to do this? Yes. To send in your responses, your final wrap up thoughts on REM um, and those that last clutch of albums um, at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you miss that deadline somehow, and we'll talk about it on social media and stuff, but if you missed it, uh, I apologize. But, you know, once we run out of REM, uh, it seems like it's, it's very funny. It's the same thing that happened with Bonfire Side <laughs> Chat where it's like, you know, I can't believe you guys are running the show. It's like, yes, we made that decision, but also we ran out of Dark Souls. <laughs> yep. um, we're out of REM. Like we could, you know, do live episode you know live shows and stuff but there's not that big a difference and like we're talking about the songs themselves not necessarily performances so Mm -hmm. we're not gonna uh try to kindle this bonfire or anything no no um and the 10 the 10 people who listen probably understand yeah exactly like i mean i I love doing this show like i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be it'll be cool when it's done like we'll have this document of Mm -hmm. (laughs) of of just like you know commentary on every rem album but Mm -hmm. it is a thing that always had an end date yep so yeah um so spread the word you know this will continue existing online even after uh we run out of rem content to cover even if we don't continue the show uh so direct your friends to this you know if you are working on them and trying to you know break down their resistance to listening to a podcast about a band they don't like um you know keep keep, keep trying make yourself unwelcome yeah. in their home yeah Hey, buddy, I like R.E.M. Do you have a uh, do you know of a podcast that deals with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> but otherwise, um, check out the new stuff that we have going on at uh, patreon.com slash TV um and uh support us there if you can we're really close um as the, as of the time we're recording uh to uh having our new show come up which is a show that gary is going to be doing yeah uh to heartbeat city i'm very excited yeah. to start doing that um we have a pilot up on the Duckfeed presents feed um you can listen to it and see what uh what that will get you what what, what you're buying if you decide to patronize us to make that happen yeah um yeah um, and then, you know, again, that patreon.com slash TV supporting us is uh, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, ratings reviews still helpful. Uh, and that's probably about it. I think so. Um, yeah. So until next time, it is the end of the podcast as we know it. And we feel fine. Mm-hmm.